Um, many students often come in with ideas and um, business concepts already. Some of them already have started their business, but just need a way to launch it or to make it bigger. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, 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 greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 45th edition of Black Wall Street Today. So excited to be here. Uh, today we're celebrating excellence in college entrepreneurship programs uh, with four area colleges and universities. But before we get there, uh, I do want to urge you, if you haven't done so already, find us on social media at Black Brand Biz on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we are also on LinkedIn. You can also find us at Black Wall Street today on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, and I want to, you know, just urge you to keep those show ideas coming. We love to hear from you about what areas of entrepreneurship you're interested in. So you can email me directly at Blair, B-L-A-I-R at blackbrand.biz, B-L-A-C-K-B-R-A-N-D dot B-I-Z. If you have show ideas, if you have guest ideas, um, if there are people that you want to hear, definitely send me those requests. We love, love, love receiving those. Um, and so to get us going today, um, we are super excited and blessed to have Dr. Oliver Jones with us. He is an assistant professor of economics and entrepreneurship. He's actually the founder of the Center for Applied Economics and Entrepreneurship here at Hampton University. He has a diverse 20 plus year career with experience in Fortune 500, entrepreneurial and international firms. He's led global firms at various stages of growth. Uh, as the department chair, Dr. Jones is tasked with developing a 21st century methodology of integrating real life experiences with students learning via action-based learning. He's also leading a global corporation with a drive to change the world with energy and technology solutions, uh, giving back through academia and philanthropy. Dr. Jones, welcome back to the show. It's good hello, to see hello, you again. Hello. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back. Yes. So as you know, today's focus is these college entrepreneurship yes. programs. Yes. And you have piloted some incredible work here at Hampton. Indeed. Bring us up to speed um, on a on a level uh, we can all understand. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that's a, a running joke between myself and Blair. In yes. fact, this morning my prayer was, you know, you know, simplicity. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, um, and when I say simplicity, my goal is to is to try to to explain something to a twelve year old, right? So so exactly. so if we're able to actually do this at a twelve year old level, then 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 certainly um, you know the, our audience can can you know regardless what level of understanding or education you are, you can grasp, right? Yes, right. for sure. I know you've got some dynamic things happening yes. and some of them are really, really sophisticated. It, yes. And yes. so I don't want to take away from that. I'm, I'm going simple. I'm going simple. Help um, us out. All right, what so, are you doing? All right. So, so, so here is um, the approach I think I shared last time. For folks who haven't met me uh, or, or hadn't get a chance to hear me the first time I spoke, um, you might detect an accent. And uh, I alluded um, to the fact that, you know, that is a Jamaican accent. I've been here for years but it just seemed you know not that I'm trying but that Jamaican accent never goes away 
um, you know, the, the whole connection with Jamaica and um, you know the African American experience through entrepreneurship go all the way back to um, you know you know Booker T and 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 um, and Marcus Garvey. As a matter of fact, um, Booker T is the one who wrote the letter for Marcus Garvey to to come to the United States. And of course, in those early 1900 time frame, Marcus Garvey was you know known to be owning all these these um, um, whether it's a shipping company or the the restaurants and all the newspapers and all those journals. Uh, you know. You um, inside of um, New York from the early days, right? Yeah. So it's the same um, um, a Washingtonian, Garveyan um, mindset of pursuing entrepreneurship and pursuing education at the same time. Real pursuit, not just talking about it and conceptualizing or following, mm-hmm. but ownership and wealth and, and, and infrastructure, um, owning all of it, you know, all the way from banking to, you know, the, the, the means of the, the, the resources to actually put the stuff in place, the know-how, the technology. Um, yeah. um, so that, that, that That's a huge point that you make it, it, in absolutely. terms of owning every aspect. Every mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, yeah. And because we realize that one of the challenges that that, that the African-American experience have, um, it being now 400 years, we're celebrating um, for the African-American experience um, in, uh, in the United States. At every event, at every stage of um, the 400 years, we basically were entrepreneurs. Even some from those first people that came in, um, mm-hmm. I was doing a, sh- a, a show for the um, uh, for one of the commemorative, um, you know, the first 20 families, and and alluded to the fact that that you know some of that first 20 um, were you know you know they came in as indentured, they owned land, they 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 basically were entrepreneurs from this onset. Our challenge we've had from the onset is is the wealth and the ownership and owning the cycle, and so so. So we were running businesses, but what? But 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 still not owning the 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 owning the market, not owning the the, the, the resources to get the, the the seed cap to put put in. So therefore, we always own people, and when we own folks, then they basically have decision making over us, and 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 so understanding of a, a whole cycle of. Of community aspect, community development, we we tend to find ourselves um, always kind of one step behind the curve. Um, as soon as we catch up, we 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 are more in debt than we are actually in on the asset column. So so wow. so 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 being able to charter a course now where we're going all the way for owning our know-how, which is an intellectual property, is something that I've pursued from the onset, and so. This semester, part, I love that. Yeah, this You've integrated that. <laughs> integrated, your, yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and and so Blair can smile because I've, I've given her the super details and all that stuff. Which, by the way, um, hopefully, cross finger, um, that 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 should be something that is coming out in the Cambridge Prep Press as a, a published um document real soon. Congratulations. Um, um, yes, wow. um, because we're we're going the whole way to say like, look, we know and we now understand how to actually own our know how, right. And, and so once you start talking about owning your know-how and being able to track and trace your know-how, then seriously now we're talking about, okay, how do we own the components of that? All the way to the banking infrastructure, all those components and know-how into delivering on the productive side for the global market. So, so I start from that deep because you know, I don't start from the typical, hey, there's some small business and all that stuff now, mm. right? We're talking about, um, you know, looking at visions for years to come and how we, um, as um, uh, with the African-American experience, um, not, not, are not just talking about consumers and trying to see what share of a pie we can get. 
I gotta be able to uh, slide in two questions. Sure, I know sure. you're just getting started. Yeah, I'm getting started. I'm getting started. I'm looking at you. Please, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I definitely want to talk about sort of some of the success that sure. you've seen uh-huh. so far. Yes. Some of the outcomes with the yes. students that you've worked with, and then I want to know, you know, who are you looking for? How is it that you are recruiting new students sure. to this program? Sure. Uh, um, Go ahead. All right. So, so I basically I'm coming from this premise. I'm coming from the premise that we are all born with a purpose. And if, sure. we're, if we're born with a purpose, then we are born with the know-how for a purpose. We just haven't identified yet. Mm-hmm. If we're born with a purpose, then I see that as a seed. A seed capital that ultimately can bear fruit. The whole concept of having a seed to bear fruit uh, with a recipient, obviously, because God didn't make anything that is, is, is for waste, right? So there's a right. recipient on the other side. Mm-hmm. We all are entrepreneurs. So, 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 so the concept of trying to determine, yeah. you know, are you an entrepreneur or are you not? I basically go after identifying purpose and then put it in a context that is actually valued and identify the market for it, right? So, wow. so in some cases we we join together with and it's a bigger um, purpose, right? Um, so collectively you create an organized company, not by yourself, but still as an entrepreneur we all are, are that. So, 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 so because of that, Blair. Uh, because of that, I'm, I'm now able to say, okay, when we when I go in the classroom or I go into any setting, the the, the focus, the starting focus, is about you and identifying purpose. Mm-hmm. Identifying purpose means that then now we can actually put the structure in place and see how it fits into the whole space of a GDP. You know, you know how wow. to produce that now. What we've been successfully in do, successful in doing so now is to say, okay, we can actually match, like say the NASA um, technologies that exist from from when tons of technologies, and see which one of those basically fit to help you enable that seed to get to whatever output you want. And so, from that perspective, over the last um, what two years, um, we have identified over two hundred students who have identified purpose, mapped their NASA technology, and are at various levels of actually registering corporations trying to build this out for the community infrastructure. So putting the framework in place to follow that is what I'm continuously doing. So I don't have to advertise it because the folks who are doing it is already doing a good job of doing so. So so, so I'm, I'm, I'm really running behind the... the the frame now because I need to basically put the full infrastructure in place in order to do that even on an accelerated level beyond um, Hampton. The, I am, I'm using these um, institutions as anchor institutions to support the community around. So so micro... I think we were all able to grasp that. That was <laughs> not over anyone's head. How do we go about applying to your program in particular? Is it just a matter of submitting an application to the university at large and then right. specifying so, an interest so, in business or... Good question. And, and um, you know, you know, so I, I, I can... got to wrap up with this question. <laughs> yeah, I can do it from the university hat, which, um, you know, as a part of just being, um, you know, associated with any one of the academics program, I'm just basically doling it out. Um, but we also now are tying it with groups like the Institute for Local in- in- Innovation. Um, you know, Black Brand right. um, is a part of that too. Right. Um, you know, I'm not going to assume that I'm going to be able to do all the community elements of it. So, so I hear about you know a lot of these startup case competitions and so forth. I'm basically now um, because we now have access to seven year. Uh, we have a seven year deal. 
with NASA Technologies to actually do this, we can put this wow. into any one of these. 70 years? Seven, seven years. Seven years. years. I, I'm, I'm to do Congratulations. This. So, 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 so now we're able to actually align with just about whichever community and giving access to these communities the same methodologies that we've developed. Fantastic. Dr. Jones, we have to have you back. It's never enough time. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs> you take care too. Our next guest, man, I hope you guys were keeping up with that. Stick around, Dr. Jones, for a picture, is Mallory Tuttle. Mallory Tuttle is the program manager at Old Dominion University's Strom Entrepreneur Center. She currently serves a dual role as the Strom Entrepreneurial Center Program Manager, as well as an adjunct, adjunct professor for the Strom College of Business at Old Dominion University. She is super passionate about entrepreneurship, about innovation, tourism, economic development, and small business. She graduated from Virginia Tech with a master's degree in hospitality and tourism management and received her looks like her master's degree from Farron College. Mallory is a native of the Hampton Roads community and previously was the business development manager for Franklin Southampton Economic Development. In 2017, she was named a COVA Biz Millennial on the Move. Mallory enjoys volunteering and giving back to the community and serves as a member of the Portsmouth Service League Executive Board and the Portsmouth Museum's Foundation Board. Welcome, welcome, Mallory. Hi, welcome. Thank you, thank you. So, so excited to, to be you. here. I know. You know I have a <laughs> special place in my heart for ODU. Of course, I love Hampton, right? Yes. But ODU, just, you know. <laughs> and we love Black Brands. I'm so excited Aww, to be here this afternoon. Thank Thanks you. for including us. Of course. You got to talk <laughs> to us about your programs. You got so much going on there. We do. Your center. And you know that we have so much going yes. on. So it can be a bit overwhelming, but all in the best ways possible. Um, we just recently reorganized as the Institute for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at ODU. Yes. And so with that, we have some offerings um, that are open resources for the community. So we're not necessarily exclusive just to our ODU students, our faculty, staff, or alumni, those with an ODU affiliation. Uh, so for example, the Strom Entrepreneurial Center very much has an open door policy and that we can help anyone from any background here in Hampton Roads and beyond um, starting up their business if they're interested in innovation and entrepreneurship. That's what we do. Um, Really? Yeah. Yeah, anyone. Wait, Come on so in. you guys are offering just straight up free startup services. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's what we do. We, our belief is that entrepreneurship is for everyone. And so we want to break down those barriers for people to be able to start their own business and be their own bosses and do what they want to do. Make those dreams a reality. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be those dream makers for entrepreneurs here in Hampton Roads. So talk about what that looks like. I mean, I know you guys have like co-working stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know some students have like, you know, had whole candle labs in there. Yes, like what, yes. What's the full gamut of what that can look like? Yeah, well, exactly all of those things. So we do have some co-working space down in the Innovation Center Norfolk, which is located in downtown Norfolk. We've in the uh, Strom Entrepreneurial Center on campus, we've got um, opportunities for, like you said, students to start their own companies and work out of a shared student working space. We have all sorts of events uh, during ODU's activity hour. They have something called activity hours from Tuesday, Thursdays um, from 1230 to 1.30. There are no classes on campus. So that's supposed to promote a little bit more of interaction with our faculty and students and professional development opportunities. Hmm. So... Any Tuesday that anyone from the community wants to attend an event, we have speaker series like Notable Nonprofits and B Corps, 
Lunch and Learns, where you're actually going to learn a specific skill that you can apply to your business, or BYOB, which is be your own boss, not the other <laughs> BYOB. And Every time I see it, I'm like, no, that's not what they mean. No, be your own boss. And so nice. those speakers are going to come in and tell you their story and journey in entrepreneurship. So all of those things, like I said, are open to the public. Um, and so we, we want the community to be interacting with our students and our faculty staff and figuring out ways they can collaborate and work together. Wow. Yeah. And there's so much more. I mean, there's pitch competitions and, um, you know, all sorts of opportunities for people to get engaged through regional accelerator programs and the angel investment group. Mm -hmm. Everything that's going on in the region, we want to be a part of. So we love to partner with other universities and institutions and community partners like Black Brand. That's what we love to do. I was just thinking about how it is that ODU has become like the hub for all things entrepreneurship. Yeah. I don't know if that was the product of something that, you know, was super, super calculated or if that just kind of <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean, it that's... Feels it feels very intentional, though. It was. Know, when you look at all these different programs. That's very accurate. It was part of the vision of President Broderick and having that as part of his strategic plan for the university. Wow. I mean, it's top-down leadership and really believing and wanting to invest in the future and in our entrepreneurs, whether, like we said, they're ODU students now or maybe alum or faculty staff, investing in those people for sure. But also we're here to serve the community and be a resource. So when that top-down leadership starts working and saying this is a big thing that we want to focus on, mm-hmm. we were ready to get on board and make it happen. And as you know, Nancy Gurdon, our executive director of the mm-hmm. Stroom Entrepreneurial Center, she was the founding director. So in 2014, when the center opened, that was our first really opportunity to be able to offer these services to the community and to wow. our students and faculty staff and we haven't looked back since then that's cool yeah i want you to talk about some of the successes i know you guys have had some big stories some yes. big names that have come out of just this work yeah um, so you know let folks know that this is happening yeah so we're really proud um specifically of our students it's so phenomenal to see them come in as freshmen or at whatever point in their journey we get to meet them And then they graduate from ODU and leave, which breaks our hearts, right? But that's part of the cycle and the process. But it's so amazing to see what they've done in those short period of years that they spend at ODU. And so I think about students like Jenna Brown, who came in and started Full Belly Delights, her own company that is bacon-covered chocolate truffles. Yeah, bacon-covered chocolate truffles, <laughs> right? They're so amazing. And she is just an inspiration. Full she's belly delight. Full belly delight. I gotta yes. look that up. So she's getting ready to graduate, and she's trying to figure out what's her next step. Can yeah. she open her own um, bakery and bistro where she's serving her own desserts? And she's in different restaurants all throughout the region and doing wow. pairings at at different breweries and wineries. It's just phenomenal to see wow. this type of stuff that they're doing. Kobe, who you're familiar with. Yeah. is really phenomenal and is involved in so many things and can go in so many directions. I know, he's got his hair stuff going. Yes, yes, he's a social media influencer. And then yes. he's got his own candle company, Ardent Candle Co. So, you know, these students are just really phenomenal. We have Blade Taylor, who started 3D Extremes, printing 3D products um, and manufacturing wow. them, you know, as far as prototypes. So 
You know, their whole concept is that we're taking your napkin sketch ideas and turning it into reality with an actual prototype and product, which is so, so cool. So that's his company. He creates prototypes. Yeah. I get with you on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so they were in our shared student working space on campus mm -hmm. and the progression and growth over time funneled them into the Norfolk Innovation Center for a period. Mm -hmm. Now they've had to get more space. So they're at Percolator in Norfolk, another co-working space. Okay. They're good. continuing to grow. It's just really, really wow. phenomenal. Tell the story because I have this one sitting on my counter at home. Is it Pole Start Fire? Pole Start Fire, yes. Oh, tell that story. Mike Bayrat's <laughs> story of Pole Start Fire is really, really cool. So he uh, was an engineering student at ODU. Pretty active guy, liked to snowboard, do some of those outdoor types of things. And he was out snowboarding one day with some friends and they got stuck on the top of a mountain. And it was pretty chilly and they needed to start a fire. Well, they had the supplies. I right? hadn't heard this part of the oh, story. Oh, you hadn't? Oh my no, gosh, it's I amazing. I didn't know this was born out of a real It was experience. a real need. Like, I mean, he really wow. experienced it. It had the, the matches, but they just wouldn't light. And he said, gosh, what are we gonna do? So took that experience and came home and they were all made it back safe and sound. But said, there's gotta be a better way. And an easier way for me to be able to pack in and pack out of, of an experience, whether you're snowboarding or backpacking, some type of lighting mechanism. So he went to the local hardware stores around the area and picked up some different items and figured out, did some trial and error, how to be able to actually put together Pull Start Fire, which became this brick, essentially, that lights a flame for 30 minutes, regardless of the weather. So if it's windy, if it's raining, it's still gonna hold a flame for 30 minutes. Got a patent for it, came through our you know resources and Nancy worked with him to oh, be able to figure from out. everything like packaging and all of that? The whole thing. Yeah. Wow. It was. It's a really phenomenal story. So because he now has like a warehouse. He does. Where he's yeah. These so he he had one of those entrepreneur problems, right? Where what do you do? Do you go full time into this? Or can I really jump in and do it all the way? And so he worked a little bit and and kind of played both roles as someone working in corporate America and someone that was being an entrepreneur. And then he decided, you know what? I'm ready to go all in. And mm. so he quit that job, worked full time for Pull Start Fire. And it was a great decision because now he has over 10 employees opened this new warehouse in Chesapeake. He's manufacturing Same these things jobs. left and right. And he's hoping that he's going to get a get big like contract, chills. right? Like with like Dick's Sporting Goods or Cabela's or some of these major names that do these outdoor supplying. So we would be really excited for him for that to happen. But we're always working with him and it never stops. He's an alum, right? Mm -hmm. So just because he graduated, the relationship doesn't stop there. We're definitely keeping in contact with him and wanting that story to keep going and getting better and better. How is the center engaging with the community to make sure that people know and will apply? Like, like yeah. what is that like? I mean, I know we call on you for stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you need to be here, here, you know. But what's kind of your strategy for doing that? Well, because um, I just feel like you have so much to offer and students need to know. Yeah, no, and I and feel that's like fair. you have a huge black population, which mm -hmm. I didn't know about yeah. until you invited me to that first pitch contest. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. These things look like me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what's, how does that work? Yeah, like, well, I would, you know, I would say that ODU definitely has a diverse student body, right? I mean, yeah. most of our students are, um, they're the first ones in their first generation college students and their family that are taking on opportunities. And so on top of that, they also get to learn the fundamentals of being entrepreneurs. What better job could you have, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal to be able to yeah. provide those resources. But as far as our resources to the community, 
the main thing is we take advantage of every opportunity we have to share the word about what we've got going on. And so yeah. when, you know, you reach out and say, can you guys participate in That's this? So true. We jump on board. You know, we want That's to tell so people true. about what we're doing. Uh, we have a website where you can find more information. So if you go to www.odu.edu forward slash SEC, as in Strom Entrepreneurial Center, you'll be able to find a lot of information about specifically the Entrepreneurial Center and then about the Institute for Innovation and Entrepreneurship as well. Okay. Um, but we're just always looking for ways to tell people about our story. So you can find us on social media and um, we're on Facebook and Instagram and we have to be on Snapchat because that's where the students oh, are, right? They keep us young, that's for sure. <laughs> not there. Yes, but you can find us anywhere on any platform and reach out to us because we're always looking to get involved. We want to continue to offer our services and expand what we're doing. Mallory, you're great. I can't wait to have you back because oh, we got to tell thanks. like your story too. We didn't even get to touch on <laughs> all the fun stuff that you're doing. But um, but thank you so much. For thank you, time. Blair. I really appreciate Stick it. It's so great photo. to see you. You too. <laughs> Yay. College Entrepreneurship Programs. And I'm so excited to have with us the Program Director at NSU's, Norfolk State University's Innovation Center, Ms. Akosia Walla. She serves as, again, the Program Director of this newly launched Innovation Center where she develops and implements programs and events to support innovation and entrepreneurship at the center. Akosia is the creator of Hashtag A Startup's Right Steps, which is an online course that helps entrepreneurs avoid wasting money and resources by making the right moves. She's helped her clients save up to five figures in less than 30 days of training with her. Akosa's motivation for creating a startup's right steps is to help people turn their ideas and business models into solutions customers will pay for over and over again. Welcome back, Miss Akosia. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Blair. Thanks it's for having me. It's to see you again. You Such yes. a pleasure. Always. So first of all, congratulations on getting the center open. I know yes. that that was like super major for the school um, to be able to have that space downtown and, and all of that. So talk about what it is you're building out there. All right. So at the NS Innovation Center, which is located downtown on Main Street, 520 East Main Street, um, what we're doing there is we are actually putting together an incubator program which launches in the fall semester, um, starting in the fall. So what that looks like is a 12 months program that you will apply to and is based on a selection committee selecting the qualified um, applicants, which we call fellas. So the fellows that enters in the, into the program have access to mentors, consultants, and other stakeholders that we've put in place. We have we put in in place um, partnership with people as such as Wells Fargo, Dollar Bank, um, and actually um, venture capitalists. So that's what we're doing. Is that Yay. it's an intense twelve months where the goal is for you to be able to not just register your business but get early sales, put the right system structures and resources in place in order to be ready to be in front of an investor. Perfect. Yes. Exciting. It is very exciting. Who is the program for? Is it just for industry students? Is it for the community at large? How does that part work? Yes, the program is open for all of Hampton Roads. It's not just for Norfolk State students. It's open to everyone. Really? Yes. It's not just for Norfolk State. I love it. Yes. So are applications available now? Yes, the applications are available. We will start promoting in August, which is next month. Yeah, but which they is are tomorrow. Available. 
Mm. <laughs> okay. All right, good stuff. I know you're a proponent of this lean startup methodology, and I know the first time you and I had a conversation about it, I just realized what a vast difference there is between the way we conceptualize starting a business Mm -hmm. and the way maybe the rest of the world is doing it. So maybe you could just break down for us what it means to employ a lean startup methodology. You hinted a little bit at it, but I want you to just kind of speak to it directly. Yeah, um, we find that a lot of entrepreneurs are building products or services without incorporating their customers or without knowing the need of your customers. So what Lean Startup does is that it makes you a problem solver. So now you become the problem solver of your customer's problem. Because what we're doing really is a lot of people want to build businesses and it's having that mindset of I'm building a business, I'm building a business is different from I'm solving a problem for a particular group of people. And so the Lean Startup methodology makes you a problem solver and it's a process, it's a systematic process that you can actually learn to become a problem solver. Because Blair, you know what happens when you start implementing the Lean Startup methodology is that you start to realize that, oh, people in China have the same problem. I just don't have to think about Hampton Roads. Mm. Or people in Africa have this problem. I just don't have to think about Hampton Roads. So it makes you... It builds capacity inside of you to become a global problem solver because there's a lot of people with the same problem. But if you think in a mentality of, um, I just need to put together business without having a background, a structured background on and a tested methodology becomes difficult to scale. Interesting. Yes. I was going to ask, I guess a pretty good segue. um, How is it that this saves us money? Yes. So in the name is lean, right? So it's really avoiding waste of time, energy, and money. And um, how does this say, for example, we have someone come in that wants to build an app, right? The first thing that people normally think about is, I need a coder. (laughs) You know, I need a coder which costs money. I need resources which cost money. However, the lean startup, you money is not the initial thing that needs to be in place. What needs to be in place is we put you out there for you to get exactly what your customers want. So no longer are you building a solution that nobody wants. You're building a solution right from what your people or your potential customers are saying. So you're not going to end up building something that doesn't work or nobody wants because they're telling you what they want. And so that's how it saves you money is that you're no longer going to come back to the app thinking, why isn't anyone using it? People will use it because they were incorporated in the process of making the app. So am I making the app first in your example? No, you're not making the app. So I'm not even making the app. You're not even making the app first. What you're doing is you're understanding what people need. We Mm -hmm. go through... um, and it comes from an engineering background, so we go through like building a prototype. So okay. that prototype, for example, with the app is you can now have wireframes and not necessarily the coding backing it up because it costs money to have engineers and computer science work with you. So without the coding, you can still involve your customers and by showing people without the code. Does that make sense? So there's several ways where we can think about what is the least and minimal way that we can get something in front of people, right? 
So this is what the Lean Startup methodology is. Wow. Or for example, um, a company like Zappos. So before Zappos... Um, Clarify for those listening what Zappos is. So Zappos is an online um, store. They they started as a shoe store, but now they sell a variety of items. Okay, okay. So an example as Zappos is how he started was he went out to identify particular shoes that people wanted and then posted it on Facebook. Would you buy this? And based on how people were responding, then he was able to better make a decision of how many to actually get. Right. So there's so many different ways because it becomes a mindset of how can I least spend money and waste of time and effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But when we introduce, the more we talk about it, the more you naturally start thinking that way because it's a mindset. Yeah. Pretty cool. I know you guys have some events coming up. Yes. Please share those. We got two minutes if you would. Um, let us know what is coming up next for the NSU Innovation Center. How can we connect with some of those things? All right. So starting August 12th, which no, is... starting July 31st. July... Starting today. Yes. Yes. We have... <laughs> we do have Starting today, we have um, an event with Helmeton Perkins Collection, which is he's located in the mall. So Helmeton Perkins um, opened a store in the mall and he's a local successful entrepreneur. Um, We all speak highly of him. So we're having a pop up kind of network event in his store at the mall, which a lot of people are very excited about. We've had a lot of people registered. So oh, good. Okay. How can I register? Just go on Eventbrite and you will be able to just search pop-up shop networking Okay. under the city of Norfolk. Yes. Okay. And this is at MacArthur Mall. And this is at MacArthur Mall. And that's tonight Norfolk. at 6? 6, 6 p.m. Okay. What else is coming up? And I'll announce that again later in the show that way. <laughs> Not a problem. And um, in August, what we're doing is we have a venture capitalist coming in for 12 weeks um, to train entrepreneurs on everything that you need as an early stage business to get ready to get in front of an investor. 12 weeks. 12 weeks, 12 different series. And a venture capitalist just training you on what do you need to put in place pitching, what funding companies, what investors are looking for. Pretty, what what whole day of the yard. week is this? It's on Mondays from 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yes. At the Innovation Center. Do this I need to pre-register the, for that as well? Yes, you do need to pre-register for that. That is on Eventbrite as well. Okay. All right. We'll find it there. Any other event you want to quickly announce? Yes, we have um, multiple events coming up. We have... um, Or can I follow... Is there a page where all these events are listed? Yes, you can find them on Facebook. On our Facebook page, you'll be able to see them. And that's the the NSU Innovation Center Facebook page. Yes. All right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Black. There's so much more for us to discuss all the time. I say that to every guest, but it's always true. We'll talk soon, for sure. I'll be back. Thanks, Blair. Yes, ma'am. Speaking of apps, I want to encourage you to download the official app of the Hampton Roads Regional Chamber of Commerce, Black Brand. Um, The app is available on both platforms, Android as well as Apple. 
Uh, and quickly, I also want to announce that the Entrepalooza is coming up. Uh, experience entrepreneurship at the Entrepalooza. It's happening Thursday, September 12th uh, at the Stafford Commons Tally Student Union Building on the campus of North Carolina State University. Um, so if you're tuning in from North Carolina, if you don't mind making a short drive, again, it's Thursday, September 12th. Uh, the event information can be found on their website at ncsu.edu. Our very next guest, oh, who I have the pleasure of meeting for the first time today, <laughs> is the interim dean and assistant professor of business at Tidewater Community College. Uh, her name is Nancy Prather Johnson. And in her role, she's charged to lead the business pathway that consists of seven degree programs and several certificate programs. She also supports faculty and assists over 3,000 students with progress to completion of their programs, entering the job market, and or continuing their education. Ms. Prather Johnson teaches all business classes and is the faculty advisor for a business student organization called Phi Beta Lambda. She is heavily involved with several other organizations serving as the secretary for the Portsmouth Campus Faculty Senate, as well as a senator on the campus-wide Faculty Senate. She's the vice chair for the VCCA-BCC organization, I'll let her tell us about that, uh, of community colleges. And she serves as liaison and session coordinator for the Virginia Community College Association. Welcome, Miss Nancy, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm so great. It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, it's good to finally meet you as well. Yeah, I heard a lot of great things about you and still do. <laughs> yeah, same here. Like, now your name's coming up all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's coming to the show and I'm going to get to meet her. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So you're at the Portsmouth campus, right? No, I'm actually currently at the Norfolk campus. So um, many of the things that you just announced about me um, has changed in recent times. Okay, okay. Um, what's happening now is I'm the interim dean of business. Um, on the Norfolk campus and the way we've restructured ourselves currently is now instead of the dean being simply for um, the division on a campus it is now the dean for business across the entire college and so it's all four campuses although my office is housed at Norfolk so it's um wow. it's it's been um really good in terms of at least structure for the students to make yeah. sure that they really have one main contact person mm -hmm. and it's been really good too to have the faculty really be able to report to one person mm -hmm. and it gives us a chance to really streamline our programs to make sure we meet the needs of the students in the community so it's been great so far this is my just finished my one academic year and on to another now. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. That's thank huge. you. Yeah. So talk about some of the initiatives that TCC has underway in terms of supporting entrepreneurship. So what's happening um, currently, as you know, we have an associate's degree um, for small business management as well as entrepreneurship. And we just started that um, not too long ago, probably about two years ago now. Um, we also have a certificate program that speaks to small business management as well. Um, that's about 28 credits. Um, but we noticed that um, entrepreneurship is certainly growing. It's certainly the hot topic mm -hmm. um, in many of our um, cities, especially in the city of Norfolk. Yeah. as well as um, Virginia Beach. And what we're seeing is that there's a need for more education around um, just providing students with the needs that they um, need to pursue when they open up their business. And yeah. so what is it that we can really provide in a short amount of time that will allow students to stand up their companies and know exactly mm. what they need. So we actually have created as of last um, semester in the spring, um, many of the faculty got together and we created um, what we hope to have a certificate for simply entrepreneurship. 
they will be comprised of anywhere from 18 to 22 credits. So we, we haven't launched it as of yet. We're hoping to be able to launch that perhaps by the spring. But it's really, um, as it were, the, the quick and dirty of, you know, how do you actually stand up a company um, in a way that speaks to your marketing, social media, um, the financial aspects of company, which we all know that's the first thing that um, yeah, goes wrong, so mm-hmm, to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as well as um, make sure that you tap into your niche to be successful. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's something just kind of came to mind as you were saying that. Um, talk about a little bit, and, and this this might be not even a valid question. You can help me with that. <laughs> what is it that distinguishes the community college model in terms of the admissions process from sort of your standard university? Mm. So when I'm thinking about entering an entrepreneurship program, why would I consider TCC or 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 what is that difference? Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. it do I start at TCC and I and I have to go someplace else, or can I get everything I need mm-hmm. inside this program? Just talk to me kind of about about that element. Because people a, are trying to make up their minds. Absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely. August one, right? And it is something that a lot of the colleges have starting to offer as well in terms of entrepreneurship. That's such a great question. Um, when I think about community college, I think about besides the fact that it's obviously it's a cheaper cost per credit for students, okay. so it's it's a great financial decision. But besides that fact, um, one of the most important things is because we have such smaller classrooms, and so that enables the students to really have a one-on-one relationship, great rapport with faculty, um, to be able to get that that um, help hands-on um, with faculty, where they could actually talk with them, help to give them ideas, help to point them in the right direction. Um, many students often come in with ideas and um, business concepts already. Some of them already have started their business, but just need a way to launch it or to make it bigger or to showcase it or to market it. Um, and so just being able to have that network right there on campus of faculty who has done this or currently doing it Mm. um, is fantastic. And then in addition to that, so many of us as faculty as well as um, administration simply have partners and businesses within the, you know, the municipal um, in the city where we partner with. And so a lot of times that also provides a network for our students. Um, Mm. We offer internships for our students and we also offer um, them to be able to have guest speakers come in to talk with our students one-on-one, again, to answer the questions that they need. So uh, to me, the biggest difference is just that relationship, that rapport, Mm -hmm. um, that network Mm -hmm. that can really help the student kind of launch um, from where they are to where they want to go. I think I just read, you sent me something this morning, You, you operate a business. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. My husband and I have been um, having a franchise since 2003 um, in commercial cleaning. Um, I also, no longer, but I also ran a um, Zumba studio, my sister and I, for about a year. Um, And then I also used to have a um, tutoring business. So entrepreneurship is certainly in my blood. And it's so nice to be able to kind of extend those ideas and give those ideas to to our students as well. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about that entrepreneurship certificate, for example, Mm -hmm. is it 
broad in the sense that students can learn about franchising opportunities. Students can learn about maybe supplier diversity programs. Is it that kind of structure or is it more so just, again, like you were saying before, kind of the nuts and bolts of what it means to operate a business? So keep in mind, currently we have that small business um, certificate, small business management certificate, which I feel that was initially intended to be what that is to be, you know, to help entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. But I'm thinking that now as we have been looking at that, we want to revamp that and we've come up with a new concept that one, the name has to change to a buzzword that students know and are able to identify that, hey, this is about entrepreneurship. But more importantly, to make sure that those classes that are in that certificate program speak to the students everyday, day-to-day operations, mm-hmm. as well as what they'll need to be able to grow. So there's a difference between when it's, when someone starts up their business, then when someone's in the business, mm-hmm. and then when they want to expand the business. Mm-hmm. And so being able to make sure that we able, we're able to kind of fulfill those needs based on where students are, because that's another difference with coming into um, the community college sector. You know, we get students of all different levels. We get students at um, all different spaces, where they want to go, what they want to do. And so being able to develop a program to meet students where they are and be able to help them with that concept of entrepreneurship based on where they currently are in their business is essential. So that's really the biggest difference, yeah, from that university setting. (laughs) And I know you've been doing a little bit of um, outreach as far as programming and things like that as well. Do you have anything coming up uh, that is something that could be community-facing as well as student-facing that you want to talk about? Or maybe something you already did. Well, we always we always are trying to look at how do we partner with the community, and so um, we're in the state of actually speaking with several different business partners to think about how we can serve the community. One of the commu- one of the community um, districts that we're currently really focused on at the at this point is our St. Paul's um, community in Norfolk, and as you know, they're going through a revitalization at the time, and so we're partnering with the city to make sure that we're able to provide those particular um, citizens a way of reaching. And many of them have business concepts. Many of them are currently running businesses, perhaps um, um, right out of their their home, so to speak, or um, have those business concepts in their mind and just really need a way of how to connect, how to launch. And so making sure that we provide that type of service to them, mm-hmm. as well as the chance of an opportunity if they want to come back to school to be retooled. Mm-hmm. And so that's certainly things that we're talking about right now with our with our city partners. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how can folks connect with you and with the school if they're interested in more information about these programs? We've so got certainly, about 30 seconds, it looks like. So certainly tcc.edu and our okay. website. Um, they can certainly um, Google or search for my name, Nancy Prather Johnson. I'm the Dean of Business. And certainly any of um, our faculty um, are more than welcome to speak with them, ready to speak with them. But if they just go onto our website, they will see that um, at that at tcc.edu, they have the business entrepreneurship um, degree. Perfect. They have the um, small business management degree, and they could also um, sort me out. And my number is 822-1191, area code 757. Um, certainly, they can contact me directly. I'm always happy to speak with potential students. Wonderful. Thank you so very much, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll do it again. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) Thanks so much. Alrighty. Have a good one. You too. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. 
Welcome back. Wow, this has been a roller coaster today, just uh, sharing with our various local colleges and universities. I certainly hope that you have benefited from uh, the information and the expertise. I want to announce that Black Diamond Weekend is almost here. I know it's not until the end of November, but that is right around the corner. Um, we have just a number of efforts underway uh, to support Black Diamond Weekend, which will be held at the Virginia Beach Weston Town Center again this year. Uh, it is happening Friday, November 29th, Saturday, which is Small Business Saturday, November 30th and December the 1st. Just in closing, again, we're super grateful to our guest today. We had Dr. Oliver Jones of Hampton University's Center for Applied Economics and Entrepreneurship. We had Akosia Walla of Norfolk State University's Innovation Center. Mallory Tuttle of Old Dominion University's Innovation and Entrepreneurship Center, as well as Nancy Prather Johnson, the Interim Dean of Business at the Tidewater Community College. Uh, here at Black Wall Street today, we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're building the path ahead toward economic freedom through education. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Be sure to tune in next week uh, as we talk about conflict resolution in business with a special guest, Vicki Williams. We will talk soon. Have a great one. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Uh, black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Phenomenal.